0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell him one thing, just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Get everything I got.
2: Give me everything you got. Yeah. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders on three. One, two, three. Right. Let's go get this.
1: We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire.
3: Sweet, sweet victory. This is what we needed. It's been probably the longest two weeks now as a Raiders fan, at least this year for sure. It's been drug on. You know, we've been disappointed the last couple weeks, but luckily today the Raiders were able to drive home a victory on this must-win game, and we've called it must-win for many reasons, Uh, one of them being, well, you don't want to go down one and three of the season. And then two, you don't want to lose to a team that is this banged up, like the Indianapolis Colts, losing their starting franchise quarterback at the beginning of the season, losing their two top defensive players this week, and losing their top wide receiver uh, who is still coming back from a battling quad injury. So just for the I don't want to say embarrassment factor, because it's still the NFL, it's still a uh, very qualified football team, and with all those people healthy, they're a very good football team. But with those three out. Um, that puts them well into the bottom half, almost pretty a, a bottom ten team in the NFL right now. So we need to capitalize on opportunities like this, um, and that's where we sit. We're two and two. Uh, the season's not lost. I know a lot of people have overreacted, especially last week. Uh, going one and two is not fun. Uh, going one and three would have been would have been really bad. So two and two, that is salvageable. Hopefully we can take this momentum, kind of like what we hoped we did from week one to week two, but hopefully we can really do it. Go into London uh, to a Chicago Bears team that most likely won't have Mitch Trubisky, their starting quarterback, which really isn't saying much anyways. Uh, Trubisky hasn't been playing very well. It's pretty much been the Chicago Bears defense. Um, But, I mean, back to tonight, it was a much needed win. Much, much, much. Um, It's very satisfying for sure. We've been fired up about the season to get some wins, to get some good, you know, Raiders football out there on the field. We've been disappointed. So, I'm fired up, but in a good way this week. I've been very frustrated the last few episodes, and I'm glad you guys stuck through it with me. I'm glad you guys wrote it out with me. Um, but now we're able to take this, and we're able to celebrate a little bit. Um, so, let's go ahead, let's jump into it. Let's go through some of the game today. First off, actually, thanks for some of the thoughts and prayers for those that follow me on Twitter. Um, I kind of put out like a SOS for some prayers, uh, for my baby girl, my little 10 month old daughter. Um, I just so happened to be out of her bed at the time. She's still co-sleeping with us while we're getting an add on bedroom done. Um, so we're kind of temporarily sleeping in her bedroom. So she rolled off the bed while I wasn't in bed. Uh, it's terrible. It's one of those, you know, parent mistakes. It sucks. Um, but we have drawers that sit like, that's what our bed sits on. Um, our bed frame has drawers in it and one of the drawers was pulled out. And she hit right on the top corner of her forehead, right on the corner of the drawer. Uh, Not good. Uh, Left a pretty ugly spot. Uh, We rushed her to urgent care. And like I said, I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers. It turned out to be nothing uh, really significant. They tracked for concussion symptoms. They didn't think anything was wrong. Um, She does have a pretty ugly lump, and I know it's still hurting her a little bit, but there's no severe damage, so that's good. Um, I know little kids are resilient, but it's always hard as a parent to see goose eggs like that. So uh, luckily my daughter's still adorable. She's still rocking that little uh, red golf ball on her forehead. But um, things are good. Like I said, thanks for the thoughts. I didn't want to respond to uh, the way too many DMs that I got. I thought I'd just shoot it out in the podcast. Hopefully the majority of you guys get it and read it. Um, I appreciate it. But let's get back into this game. So the beginning of the game, this is pretty much exactly what Raider fans have been used to. On this game's opening drive, Carr put together a nice 10-play, 75-yard scoring drive. Ended in an 18-yard receiving touchdown to tight end Foster Moreau. Um, and for those of you that remember that first touchdown throw, it was an absolute dime. Uh, great adjustment by Foster to go up and make that catch. Um, trust me, I think it was a great throw, but all it took was just maybe a little you know, misjudgment or he didn't quite get to the ball exactly how he wanted, and it could have been an easy drop. It could have been an easy drop, but, man, great catch by Foster. Great way to start it off, and that was a great way, I think, for him to get his first NFL touchdown, get things rolling. Of course, it's on you know our opening series drives we talk about coming out. It's kind of scripted, very prepared for that first drive. So whenever we don't get it, it definitely worries me. It's always nice to be able to get out there in a 7-0 lead or at least put some points on the board after the other team gets the ball. But then after that, uh, we see our new guy, Trevor Davis, get out there. He gets his first touch as a Raider. And it turns into like, it's like a little sweep, and it turned into like a 60-yard run the first time getting the ball. They had said that that play was designed originally for J.J. Nelson, but J.J. Nelson goes into the pregame, and he's getting tightness. So he decides not to go. That pretty much inserts Trevor Davis into his role, and they gave Trevor Davis a little rundown of this play. And obviously, and it's funny that they had him do this, because it was obviously you know part of the script. They probably have a couple... First drives, drawn out, full drives. Um, that play was in it, so they expected Trevor to be able to do it. They ran through it once, put it in the game, uh, and it paid off, man. It was, that was a huge run. That's what put us up 14-0. Things were absolutely rolling, and it was super cool to get our new guy out there fired up, starting his uh, career off in the silver and black the perfect way. And then really the last few things I want to hit on with the offense Uh, was our third scoring drive. You kind of expect the offense to kind of get sputtering a little bit. We put together a pretty nice drive, and we had an absolute dime touchdown to Tyrell Williams, who actually Tyrell I was very frustrated with because he had a couple big, big drops. One of them came on a third down, uh, turned into a three and out, I believe, before halftime sometime in that realm uh, where we really needed to keep a drive going. Um, Or no, we had just went through a very long defensive stance they, they had a very long drive on us so what we need to do is we need to keep the ball we need to keep possession we needed to burn some clock we need to get keep our defense off the field for a little bit um, I know that's what everybody's been concerned with and I do understand that there are situations where we do put ourselves in these some back-to-back quick three and out situations that does put the defense on the field for a long time uh, but really what do you expect I mean there's really nothing in the game of football you're not going to have scoring drives or long drives all game. Things like that happen. Teams go on three and out situations. Every time we have a three and out, it's like it's the end of the world now. Like there everyone's expecting our offense to drive down the field every single time we're just on we're putting everybody on such a hot seat. We're making the expectations almost unrealistic. Really. We're making them almost unrealistic because you go back and you look at the highlights from this game now. If you're going to go back and look at highlights, our offense really did play really good this week. Now you go back to last week and this is what's kind of crazy is I mean, last week was pretty rough. Last week was pretty rough. But ultimately, you know, the person that we're putting the the most pressure on throughout this game, the game wasn't that much different for him. I mean, he didn't, you're you're burning him for so many mistakes last week. And the mistakes this week were somewhat comparable. And it probably did about the same amount of damage to the game. Of course, he didn't have an interception this week. But one interception necessarily isn't going to turn this game, like last week, into a blowout. If, if, if Carr would have threw a pick today, they wouldn't have blew us out, right? The difference was he had a team behind him this week that played really well. Everyone's, you know, kind of putting this win. The defense did, in some, in some sense, obviously seal the game for us, that Eric Harris pick six. That pretty much sealed the, that sealed the game for us. But it wasn't just that situation. The defense, for the most part, held up pretty dang well. The Colts really only put together a couple good drives. They were put in a couple good situations, mainly just with that, like fumble and whatnot. But besides that, the entire team played well. We punted well. Our special teams played well. Our defense played well. Our offense, for the most part, really did move the ball. And there was just so many little mistakes that I felt like was stopping some of the drives that could have kept going. Like that drop touchdown. Another Tyrell Williams drop touchdown. That just turned into a field goal. Which that would have been a full another drive. That was like a nine-minute drive. Could have been a touchdown. It's things like that that I feel like now we're setting our standards so high for this offense, and we're looking at every little thing that we can't even enjoy when our team is actually just playing pretty solid. And what we got to do now as a team is hopefully we've learned from these last couple weeks. Um, I get it. I might be considered like the president of the Derek Carr standing club, whatever. Uh, Whatever. Derek Carr stand, whatever. I'm I'm a Raiders stand. I stand for pretty much all players. But hopefully now we're taking pressure off of just the quarterback and realizing when this team plays well, this team can win. But it's as a team. It really is as a team, I get it. The quarterback has probably, you know swings a little bit more weight than the rest of the players, but he doesn't swing more than the entire defense, you know, pretty much getting worked the whole game. It doesn't work like that. We've got to go as units. Uh, Josh Jacob's out there. I'm torn up. He did like 118 yards. He's, he's set a franchise record. As a player now, through the first four games, the first four career games as a rookie for the Raiders, um, he's like set a record with uh, 329 rushing yards. Uh, it's just going off the top of my head, so uh, don't hold me to that, but he, I mean he's got to beat by like 20 yards or so. Uh, big time. That's big time, especially you know we know how much we love our you know great Raiders, running backs. You got your Marcus Allens, you' got your Bo Jacksons. We've had a lot of great running backs come through here. Um, and Josh Jacobs is probably going to be that next great running back. And he was out there and he was getting, he was a workhorse. If we can get, him from, if we can get that from him every week, uh, because you look at our last two games where our quarterback struggled, right? Josh Jacobs wasn't involved in the game like he was today or week one. You know, he was, he was a little bit phased out. He was a little bit phased out. He wasn't involved. He wasn't getting uh, a whole lot of catches. Josh Jacobs got two catches today. Darren Waller still got what, like six or seven? He had a great game. Tyrell Williams really got involved. It was good to see our number one wide receiver getting fed. Um, We finally had a second wide receiver kind of step up, and that was a little sad because Trevor Davis was no, like, stud. Um, He came in there not knowing a whole lot of the playbook, and, and he came out and he made some big plays for us. Hunter Renfro still finding his way in the system. Keelan Doss still has a lot to prove to the coaching staff, and one thing I'll tell you guys, Raider Nation, I know how much you love Keelan Doss. I think he does have his struggles and things to work on, but it's kind of weird because I think John Gruden might be a little stubborn just because of how much praise he's getting from the fan base and even at like media pressers. So many people ask about Keelan Doss. He's featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. He's getting all this stuff. He's getting all, he's like the fan favorite of the team. And I think John Gruden just gets a little annoyed with that. So I think he puts a little bit more pressure on Keelan Doss to do better. Obviously they like him. I mean, they had to like beg him back. Uh, But yeah, we have some talent. We do. It's just, it's finding the right roles. It's working them into the system. John Gruden found a little bit of that today. Really finding a way to mix it up. I still don't understand um, going into first downs and running the ball every single time. Just like I talked about in the last episode with 100% of the time that it's second and eight or longer, we throw it. 100% of the time. There are teams that were like down to like 10% of the time they throw it on second and long. So it's not like you have to. you. you fans like to think that's what you're supposed to do and I think that's what John Gruden thinks you're supposed to do you're supposed to run it on first down and then throw it after that unless you pick up a good run then we'll run it again and I feel like teams are realizing that and it's getting to the point where now I think we just need to spread out the offense and take it when we want it not on the not on the specific down if it's second and short then we take shots no teams are going to know that because then you can gamble with a third and short if you don't get it so I think there's a little bit of adjusting to the process because we're so conservative and we saw that today. Um, I know the team or the offense didn't play very good in the second half, but we got super conservative. We started bunching up. We started getting in power. We're getting in this eye formation and it's not really working for us because the teams know what we're trying to do. We're trying to milk clock. Luckily at the end of the game, finally when Josh Jacobs came back, it seemed like they're arresting him because they knew what he was going to have to do. Um, he came in, he needed a first down and bam, he- trucked along and he got a couple so that was big time from josh jacobs but we can't always do that not every team is going to be like this team we have to be more creative just so happens we had a, we faced a defense where we could bully them and get the running yards where we needed them i mean really almost every single running yard or uh, uh carry by josh jacobs was positive there's really only a couple like maybe no gains one yard gain or two yard gain two maybe one or two of those nothing bad we, we got the ball up there when we needed to but when we go to chicago or should I say, I'm sorry, when we go to London and play Chicago, it's not going to be like that. So we got to step up a little bit. Uh, we got to get more creative. we got to get out there and uh, get things taken care of. So, I mean, that pretty much sums up the, the offense. Offense played well. I mean, I think they, they stepped up. They at least showed. Uh, they came out a little fired up. I think Derek came out a little fired up. He wanted to prove some people wrong, and I think he did. He came out and he took some shots. I think they wanted to take a few more shots. You could see a few times he was looking down the field. Maybe he just didn't quite get the look he was looking for. Uh, But on the plays where they wanted to take some shots, I felt like he made it happen. Every time you've seen him scanning deep down the field, he was pretty much hucking it down there and for the most part hitting a wide receiver. Uh, But probably the most controversial play I will say that uh, he came up with was what people are saying, throwing how he threw it into like quadruple coverage. Okay. First, this is the one play I'm going to defend him on because that wasn't quadruple coverage. It was like double coverage. Just because there's two other players like within five yards doesn't make it quadruple coverage. They're nowhere near the ball. And for the most part, it was a pretty well-placed ball, maybe just a hair in front of him. And the only reason that defender somehow almost got a pick is, I mean, he was like a step behind Tyrell or, I mean, at least on the opposite side of him, Tyrell kind of had the angle on him. Somehow this defensive back. Kind of got a jump on him and was able to stretch out just a little bit further and kind of get to that ball first, so really, it was a pretty dang good place ball I mean about six inches off that'd have been a dang good throw so here's the thing that that bugs me is everybody wants him to take shots, and then sometimes when he takes these shots and he takes these chances to push the ball down the field, everybody wants to criticize it so if you're one of those people, think about it. think about what you want I mean, do you want to push? The envelope down the field? Do you want them to push the tempo? Do you want them to take chances? Do you want them to take shots? If that's the case, then those throws like that, you need to not get upset with and roll with it because that's, in my opinion, I'm one of those guys that wants to see us push it down the field more. So let's let them push it down the field. Those kind of throws are going to happen. Interceptions are going to happen if you're pushing the ball down the field. So if you don't and you don't want them to make those throws, then don't stress about taking shots more down the field. So that wraps up the offense. Let's take a little look at the defense to wrap up this game preview. Coming into the game, probably one of the most controversial things was Benson Mayoa being ruled out, almost like he was being benched. I'm not really sure the story behind that, but I know he was on the injury report, and maybe he was battling through a little nagging injury. But it sounds like maybe the team was being extra cautious and holding him out. Kind of put out a little controversial tweet saying, "Don't believe what you read. I'm ready to go." So maybe he's just a little upset with what was going on, but. No Benson Mayo. He's like the team's leading or the team's sack leader right now. Maybe has three and a half or four sacks uh, out of the, at the time, going into the game, I think we had five sacks this week. I'm not sure. Did we even get to Jacoby Brissett? I don't even know if we sacked Jacoby Brissett tonight. It seemed like every time we got to him, he somehow slipped out of the pocket, which was frustrating. The few times that we actually got to him, he ah, didn't go down. Super frustrating. But overall, the, the defense still played well. Uh, I know pressure wasn't quite ideal, but the secondary thank you for making the adjustments that I wanted. If you listened a little bit during my pregame and if you watched our pregame live stream with Fallon Smith also, you would know that I was hoping that we're going to make the right adjustments to keep LaMarcus Joyner on the field for one and get Curtis Riley off the field and insert Eric Harris. Fallon was actually the one that really wanted Eric Harris to get in there more. He was kind of like, he's kind of been lost, I guess, in the storm. I don't think much about him. I like him, but I don't think a whole lot about him. He gets in the game, and he starts making plays. He's like, at one point down the sideline with Eric Ebron breaking up a pass. He's like, lovely. I mean, he's like, he dropped the hammer on a couple guys, jarring the ball loose. Then, of course, he had that giant pick six. Eric Harris came in, showed up, showed out. He should be on the field a lot more from here on out, especially facing teams like this. And even guys like LaMarcus Joyner. I know he had a couple mistakes. It's unfortunate he lets a couple passes happen sometimes or a couple receptions happen. But he's always in tight coverage and he's always kind of like jumping around the field, making just smart plays all over the place. You saw that one blitz. It was like a third and goal. And he pretty much jumped from, he's kind of like shadowing the defensive end. Right before the snap, he makes a switch over and he comes like between almost the two guards or the guard in the center. Um, He kind of jumps and you you know that the offensive line is Looking at these guys right before the snap thinking that this is where they're coming from So all of a sudden you see this defender loop around to a completely different spot Most likely mentally those offensive linemen aren't picking him up super smart veteran move by joiner breaks right through the offensive line untouched So boom there we go. I didn't think we got a sack That was our sack Lamarcus joiner set up a fourth and goal. It was too far to go for it field goal. So perfect for Lamarcus Joyner uh, to get in there and do things just, you know, outside of just being a slot corner, getting in there and uh, being smart, being an all-around defensive player. I know a lot of people have been hard on him. I still think he's been playing good, better than what the numbers are showing if you're actually watching him play. Uh, So good for him to get out there and and kind of prove some of the doubters wrong. Uh, For me on defense, Lamarcus Joyner, Eric Harris, and then finally the last guy I want to hit on is my guy Mad Max Crosby. He had a couple uh, pass breakups right there at the line, right there at the defensive line, getting, getting up, getting lanky. Um, he had a couple clutch uh, run stops. I mean, he, he made a lot of good plays. He had the big uh, strip. He's the one that forced the fumble going down the field. That was oh, like a big open field tackle, came from behind, jarred the ball loose. Max Crosby had a huge game, those three players. I mean, I'd, if I could cut the game ball in half, cut it right in half, give half of it to Eric Harris, give half of it to Max Crosby, big time show out for them. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner played well, and let's not forget now we got to track what happens with Vontez Perfect He got ejected uh, on the hit, which was in fact this guys. This isn't a Raiders thing This is what we've expected with Vontez. He's kind of been like this his whole career He gets a little fired up. He gets a little rowdy out there Uh, It was a little bit that was that was a dirty hit I mean that was a dirty hit and the ejection I think was pretty much worth it I do sometimes agree with you guys that I'd like to see it more around the NFL, but because of his history That's what's going to cause them to go to the ejection. If he was kind of like a first defender, like, okay, whoa. Like, take it easy, buddy. We can't have that. But because Vontaze has been down this road a few times, that's what led to the ejection. So now we got to see what the league decides if there is going to be a one-game suspension for him. Um, We could be losing him a game, and I know that jumped to Tahir Whitehead getting in there, and he he took the green dot. He took over the play calling, and he was kind of playing more Mike. Uh, So interesting to see what that turns into with our, uh, you know, defensive stud that we brought in here to hopefully play all 16 games because we didn't have a backup middle linebacker going into this uh, interesting it's very interesting but that's my post game review I mean really we can just skip all of this everything I just said let's just delete that last 15 minutes and think look we got the win and that's all that matters we're 2-2 two two. we're second place in the AFC West and if the season stopped right now if the season ended right now The Raiders are the 6th seed in the AFC West playoff bracket. Thought we were 7th at first, or we'd still be 7th. But we are now 6th seed in the playoff race. So, right now is where we need to kick it up a notch. I'm hoping we're getting a little, you know, steam behind us. I'm hoping John Gruden and this conservative thing is just to get everyone more comfortable. You know, not push everything, push the tempo before everybody's ready. So, this was it. I mean, this this is the telling time two and two, feeling good. Like I said, I'm amped up. I'm excited. I'm going to keep this positivity train rolling because the season's nowhere near over. And I know my buddy Kenny King is too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this quick break provided by Blue Wire. Got a couple short messages for you and when we come back joining me is going to be mr kenny king jr we're going to come in we're going to close out with some real talk and we're also going to take a lot of these post-game reaction phone calls which i'm super pumped up about it's nice to get some winning post-game reaction phone calls uh so yeah let's take the short break and when we return we will be joined by the king Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. It makes suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with a $30 off your total purchase of a $399 or more at Indochino.com, entering BlueWire at checkout. Plus, the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. When you're sailing online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from, how do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Raider Cody podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And we're back. Uh, Back to talking some Raiders football after this win. And joining me now, my buddy Kenny King. Dude, what's going on, man?
4: Man, what's up, brother? It is nice to have a win on the win column.
3: (laughs) Yeah, dude, we're 2-2. and We're 500 team. We're just about where we at least hoped we would be right now. We're kind of like at, like, I don't know, like the floor of what I expected right now, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good.
4: Like uh, Tom Cable said, we're not losers anymore.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not and we got and we got that win. It was a must-need win. We got we got the win, man.
4: Yeah, it was. It was uh it was a must it was a must win. Uh we went in there and obviously it was a banged up Colts team. Um but you know what? It was a well-rounded showing from offense, defense, special teams. Everybody played great lights-out football and uh I mean, you can't you can't discount that.
3: Nope, you cannot. Hey, and Kenny King, man, we got some phone calls to take, and we got quite a bit of phone calls, and I actually just got another one now, so are you ready oh. to take these things before we get even more?
4: <laughs> Let's
3: do it. <laughs> Let's get this first phone caller.
1: What's Cody and King? It's Replay 808. What up? I'm calling in from Rochester New York. Yo. Got a little buzz
5: going. Yeah. Never gone into a halftime, up by 11, more pissed off.
1: These penalties <laughs> are killing us. Paul oh. Gruden is True. screaming about execution in the locker room right now because we need it.
3: That's it. That's the call. I think he must have called a halftime. Let me see. What time was that call? 11.45. So he must have called a halftime frustrated, which I was a little frustrated too because we kind of started to sputter there a little bit. And that's where we had that big uh, Tyro Williams third down drop, right? Whenever we were trying
4: to yes
3: move the ball down the field before half.
4: Yes. Yes. And uh, I mean, dude, yeah. The pre-snap penalties were, were absolutely killing us. And I I tweeted about it and it was just like, come on, come on. And it's it's, so
3: many in a row too.
4: It's so many in a row and it's, it's a momentum killer. It's, it always is. And it just ruins the drive and it, you know, and it puts, puts the offense in a terrible position where, you know, instead of, you know, instead of being, you know, first and five or second and five, now you're sitting there at, at, you're sitting there back in negative yards. So it's always frustrating. Yeah.
3: What do we have? First and 15, like twice in a
4: yeah. row. <laughs> yeah. And Josh Jacobs went off
3: and yeah. got, and got 15 picked yards on the first on time. Own. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. And then it was like first and 15 again. It's like, dude, what are we freaking? It's like, here, let's uh, let's shoot ourselves in the foot, fix it, and then shoot ourselves in the foot again. So, yeah.
4: yeah you know, John one. Gruden's definitely yelling at them t- on the plane right now.
3: Absolutely. Um, let's, uh, let's take this next call. My boys. There we go.
2: Cody and Kenny. Let's go. We got the W. <laughs> yeah. Dustin <laughs> Matthews. This is your boy, Dustin. No drunk talk today. Oh. <laughs> uh, we should make that a new segment, though. Maybe drunk talk with Dustin Matthews. <laughs> we'll see. Well, your people call my people. Anyways. I got it. Awesome win. Improvements need to be made on both sides of the ball for sure. We got lucky on some things. A lot of drops on the... Against the Colts, but we had a lot of drops, too. So I know different game all around. If all those are caught, who knows what would have happened. But we got to be excited, right? Mm -hmm. Carr actually looked like he was reading the defense, reading through his... Going through his reads, I mean. And that was awesome to see. It was just one read last week. Probably even the week before that. It really seemed like they... Ham and Gruden sat down, went over that, and there was just a big change. Play calling also needs to improve. Yeah, like, always. again, we had the one drive in the second half. Drop pass for – that would have been a touchdown, mm, but we got a field gosh. goal. But, again, play calling has to change. Luckily, Josh Jacobs sealed the game with his boss awesome running, man. There that guy know. is a beast. But, on to the next one, I guess. Let's go. Get a W in London. Going up against Chloe Mack and we're going up against arguably a worse quarterback than Brissett, but that's my opinion. Anyways, so, off to London, guys. Enjoy the weekend.
3: So, yeah. Uh, and I don't know exactly what quarterback he's talking about, but we might not have Mitch Trubisky next week. It might be Chase Daniels, but... Yeah, Kenny, that uh, that drop in the end zone, man, wasn't that uh, another shot in the foot or what the heck? Yeah, you
4: know, when I was looking at the drop in the end zone, it was one of those things where I was just like, "What the hell is going on?" I saw that Tyrell had it, and then it just bounced out of his hands. Sorry, I'm just getting into character because we're going to London next week. But no, but seriously, like it, it ah, and obviously the sh- the the throw could have been a little more on point, but it was there. It was there, it caught his hand, it hit his hands, it went into the breadbasket, and it just bounced right out. And I know that Tyrell had an issue with drops tonight, and, or this morning, but it was, he had a good game, but we got to see more of those drops turn in the catches because it would have been a completely different game.
3: Yep, I agree, I agree. It was uh between the pre-snap penalties, between some of the missed penalties, goodness freaking oh. gracious, dude. Like I mean the 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 slight push off, was it on joiner? Uh who was the receiver? Was it Paris Campbell?
4: Yeah. Uh, Campbell. Somebody
3: had a push off on him, which was, I mean, I thought pretty obvious. What's the rule of thumb? Like the extended arm, right? I mean, it was it was it was pretty pretty clear. Uh that wasn't called. Uh we had every face mask. Uh, the entire game called on us, but you saw that first big Josh Jacobs run that broke off him going through the whole, He got his face mask. Oh, got they grabbed his,
4: yeah. His helmet got turned.
3: Yeah. No penalty on that. Um, so it just seemed like, I don't know. And even now back to back weeks, uh, first Derek taking a shot pretty much to the neck and chin area last week on a late hit this week, getting hit low uh, in which he is okay. But, he did go back for X-rays after the game, just to I think double check everything. I don't know if it was maybe like a high ankle shin thing. Um, I don't. I didn't really see the hit, but I'm mean, kind of. I think he got hit in a couple different spots. I mean, it, it was a good little late hit there, and no penalty again. So,
4: yeah, I saw the hit, and I got a. I got a little worried. I saw him grab his leg and say, "Oh dang!" And I was like, "Oh no, not again!" But then he got up and he was jumping on the sideline, and he was back in there and did his thing. So. Just glad, glad that four is okay.
3: Exactly. Let's uh, let's take this next phone caller. Hey,
5: Raider Cody, Kenny King. This is Brett calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. What's up? We what uh, saw a team win today. Not much you can complain about here. This thing was much needed as we start this absolutely brutal road stretch. Offense played well. I mean, the O-line really stuck out for me today. They played incredible except for a few uh, few and false starts. Late in the game were pretty killer. Uh, defense played solid, considering they had to, you know, play that most of the game without perfect. Mm-hmm. I feel like that call was based on reputation more than anything.
3: Yeah, I see well. the was. And
5: Harris with the nice read on that pick six to seal it. Yeah. Uh, one, thing, one thing that does drive me nuts is he's blocking the backs on the punts. I mean, we had a few of them with fair catches on it, which, you know, don't make sense to me, but... I mean, another one was essentially a 30-yard change of field position, and we fumbled the next play on the handoff to Jacobs. They scored two plays later. You know, dumb, dumb mistakes like that. And the false starts I mentioned earlier could have put this game to bed a lot sooner. Anyways, good team win. We're on to London to face Khalil Mack and those Bears. I'm out.
3: Yeah, bringing up that fumble. I haven't hit on that fumble at all, Kenny. I think that was... A pretty dual fault. Um, seemed like Derek maybe put a little high on him. And Jacob's kind of made like a little rookie mistake of trying to just grab that thing with his hands instead of, you know, kind of curdling it up in there and, and, and letting his body do the work. Uh, yeah, hm mm, nah. Sucks. <laughs> Added to the list.
4: Yeah, the good thing is, you know, we got to win and it's one of those things that we can say, okay, well, it happened. Let's move on.
3: Yeah. Actually, yeah, let's move on to the next phone caller too. <laughs>
1: Raider Cody, Kenny King, what's going on, guys? This is Hardcore Raider coming at you, man.
3: Yeah, I like Hardcore Raider. So we got the dub. Yeah.
1: Feels good. We definitely needed that win. Uh, but, you know, it's still not good enough, you know. Uh, True. These appetizers aren't going to get it done, you know. We need some full meals. We need to keep feeding Jacobs.
6: Okay. We need
0: to pass mm-hmm. Jacobs the
1: ball more. I mean, uh-huh. a lot of stuff, some of the stuff they did, uh, you know, I do a podcast with Raider Ben, you okay. know, but we were talking about that. And uh, kind of the keys for success some game planning, however, parental advisory for anybody, if you, if you did check that out. But, um, you know, uh, Carr was going from being uh, behind the center to going in the shotgun. I think that was huge. That was important. Um, that was something that, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, the, uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders do in 2016. Uh, shout out to Mikey. He kind of called that. And it made me think. And uh, he did a lot better out of the gun. So I think that's huge. If they're going to rush, we got to do that. we got to keep running some three wide receiver sets, some quick plan. Uh, But ultimately, I mean, they can't let off the gas. Uh, you know, Carr's got to get better. This whole team has to get better. I mean, like, I said, like I've been saying, this last year in Oakland, everybody's held accountable.
2: Yeah.
7: From
1: John Gruden to Derek Carr to the whole damn team, I don't care if they're a rookie or not. Yep. They get paid. They get mm-hmm. paid well. And this is a, a, a homage, a tribute to Oakland Raiders yeah. and to the Raiders that played before these guys. Everybody's got to step up. There's no more excuses this year. I don't care if 52 guys get hurt on the damn team. They got to step up. They got to keep bringing it. We're going against Mack. We do not want to be a Raider, and we're going to get that, uh, all that talk in the media this week, and we got to go out and we got to pull out another W. Anything less than playoffs is not good enough. You know, we got to strive to be excellent commitment to excellence. okay it once meant something we got to make it mean something again love you guys keep up the great work and raider nation all day every day let's go
3: i'm out there we go i enjoy hardcore raiders phone calls man and uh i don't know if you guys know this but i think hardcore raider is a pretty hardcore raider i don't know
4: (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I think the hardcore Raider needs to go into the locker room and give give the next pregame speech because, hey. damn, he got me fired up.
3: <laughs> right, you're right. Now uh, he gave a little shout out. He dropped a uh, he dropped a uh, not a link, uh, a little plug to his podcast. Parental advisory. Is that what he said the name was? Um, yeah. If you guys enjoy his phone calls. Uh maybe you'll enjoy his podcast. Go check it out. Printal advisory. I'll probably whenever we're done recording, I'll go take a look at it. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but I like to check things out and see what's going on and see what people are doing in the Raiders content world. Some good stuff. Hardcore Raider. Um Kenny, let's get this next phone call, man.
4: Yeah.
2: Yo, what's up, Raider Cody? Kenny King, Jr. This is Rev. Mike here in Boise, Idaho. I'm happy today. You know, we got the W. It's good. 2-2 and after four games. On to the Bears, man. It's all good, man. I'm feeling pretty good. Missed the game because I am a Rev. Had to preach this morning. Ah. But I caught the tail end of it, and it's all good. I'll go back and watch film. Maybe make a comment some other time. But, hey, I just wanted to call in and just say, hey, go Raiders, man. Okay, we're looking good. I'm feeling better. I didn't want to cut myself today. I didn't want to cut myself last week either. So i <laughs> not cutting the
3: grass today. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That is funny, man. Rev, Rev Mike's another caller that I, I really appreciate. We got a we got a pretty good core group of callers right now coming through the season, man. And uh, yeah, we do. I appreciate it because it's easy to kind of get on our own path. Me and Kenny usually have a few topics that we want to hit on whenever we come into the podcast, Uh, but it's hard to hit on everything. Uh, It's easy to forget things. We're not really the type to like take notes anymore. We kind of just like go off of whatever that we can try and remember. So uh, it's good to get some reminders, get some fresh opinions in here, uh, different opinions. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking what we're getting so far, so far tonight, Kenny King.
4: Yeah, man, some good calls tonight, and uh, I know that we have a lot more to go. So let's keep it rolling.
3: How we do, man? We got like I think like five more. Holy crap! Let's go. Hey, yo!
7: What's up, man? What's up, Brader Cody? What's up, Kenny King? Yo, uh, this is Danny from Fresno. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I still haven't had a chance to really watch the full game. I was kind of trying to watch a little bits and pieces while I was uh, at church this morning. But man, really excited. You no, know, I saw you mentioned on Twitter that. Uh, you know, the Colts are a bottom ten team, but I, I feel like they're the, the Raiders did a good job today. They did what they had to do to win. You know, because you just never know with any NFL team, man. They could, they could, you know. Oh yeah. They could beat anybody on any given Sunday. Look what happened yep. with the Bills and the Patriots today. Um, but anyways, yeah, man, I'm really excited. Uh, they, were, like, they were focused. The car was, was,
6: was
7: completing passes. He didn't look timid. Uh, Jacobs Jacobs. I liked how they included him in the passing game more. Like, like they were getting more touches from what I've seen. I'm just excited, man. It was a good win. The defense got some turnovers. I'm really excited about that. Uh, my question for next week is what do you think we need to do uh, to uh, beat the Bears next week? Alright, man.
4: Uh, can't Ooh. wait for next week.
7: Go Raiders.
3: Ooh, Kenny, I'm going to let you answer this real quick. That's on you. What do, you, what do we got to do to beat the Bears next week, man?
4: Alright, so I think for me and obviously for the team, the key to beating the Bears, first things first, got to stop Khalil Mack. This is a revenge game for him. He's coming in after being traded last season. He wants to prove a point. He wants to prove a point to John Gruden. He wants to prove a point to Mark Davis. He wants to prove a point to the fans of the Raiders, and he also wants to prove a point to the fans of the Chicago Bears, that he is worth the money that, that they paid him, that he is worth the draft picks, and that he... Should have been a Raider. Now, there's all this stuff that, you know, he didn't want to be a Raider. He wanted to be out. We're not thinking about that right now. We're thinking about the fact that Khalil Mack is going to make a statement or try to make a statement in this game. Trent Brown needs to shut him down. Yeah. And Colton Miller needs to shut him down if he moves to the other side because they are going to move him around. They're going to put him in everybody's face. They're going to try to get him to be a disruptive force. And they need to stop Khalil Mack. On top of that, Derek Carr's got to be lights out. And, you know, obviously the past couple of times we've gone to London, the team has been flat. You know, be it on, on the defensive side, be it on the offensive side. You know, there's been times where the Raiders have flown out the Friday before the game. There's been times the Raiders flew out a couple of night, couple of days before the game. This This time they flew out tonight. And they're going to spend the week in London. They're going to, you know, get acclimated, get together, practice, do their things. But Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs have all got to be on point. You're looking at a team that is possibly not going to be starting their starting quarterback. And this is an opportunity for Derek Carr to go in there against a very, very good, powerful, scary. Bears defense and win a game in London.
3: Dang, Kenny King, I'm like sitting here like you got me on like the edge of my seat right now. Like I'm all like fired up. Like let's go beat the dang Bears, man. Like ah.
4: we have to. I mean, Ooh. look, we're two and two right now. This is this really is a must win game. This is a statement game for not only Derek Carr, not only John Gruden, but for the whole team. But I think for. For John Cruden, mostly because he's the guy that traded Khalil Mack away.
6: Yeah, yeah.
4: And if you let Khalil Mack go in there and and do what he did to the Denver Broncos a couple of years back and get five sacks, well, guess what? Then you're just going to hear the people chirping and talking again. We should have got rid of. We should have got rid of car. We shouldn't. Have, we should have. Should have kept Khalil Mack. Look, this is a statement game. This is a must win game. Even though we're two and two and. It's still early in the season. This is a must-win game. We need to go into London, and we need to get this win.
3: Who, uh with the Khalil Mack trade, our pick, that was Josh Jacobs, right?
4: Yes, Josh Jacobs.
3: That'd be cool to see Josh Jacobs break off a tackle or two from Khalil Mack, wouldn't it?
4: Uh If Josh Jacobs goes for another 100 yards and hopefully gets another touchdown, I think that it's going to look good, especially if, they, if we can hold Khalil Mack to zero sacks, we're going to look good and, and it, we have to win. We have to be I mean, at the end of the day. We have to win.
3: Agreed. Kenny
4: and then King. I also want, I'm sorry, but I also want at the end in the, in the final press conference, after we win for, for Khalil and Mac to, to really tell us the truth about what happened.
3: Oh, you know, man, I, I find it hard to believe, but, I mean, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen I've seen Derek jump. Maybe you know? maybe there's some experience in pool basketball that goes into play there. You know what I mean? You know, I mean look, I know. we've
4: seen we've seen Derek's we've seen Derek's Hops against the uh the Saints. We've seen yep. Derek's Hops against the Chiefs. And uh my boy just when Johnny just made a shirt with Derek Hop Derek doing the, the flight thing. Oh. So um, you know, maybe it's air carr. Oh, air carr. <laughs>
3: uh i was a little disappointed actually his last jump against the chiefs i felt like he could have had a little bit more leap to it compared to his 2016 uh jumps i think in 2016 he would have cleared that guy but you know good effort still it's all right <laughs> we'll get him next time dc let's uh let's take this next phone caller
6: hey raider cody and the king Yo. Uh, ken here from south dakota calling in about uh the great win we had today yeah uh Great to uh, get back in that W column for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, one thing nobody you know, mentioned was Vikings and Chiefs were two Super Bowl contenders. So playing teams more down to our level of competition, we're winning these kinds of games. We got three tough ones coming up, Bears, Packers, and the Texans with the bye in between. But after that, schedule really lightens up. Uh,
3: we're back at home a lot. If
6: we can find a way to win one, maybe two of those games, be three and four, four and three with a chance, I think that we could rattle off eight of nine or seven of nine and be right in the thick of things for the playoffs. So uh, my question, um, new guy, uh, we traded him uh, traded to the, with the Packers to bring him in.
3: Trevor Davis. But
6: uh, what kind of role do you think the Raiders and John Gruden will have for him going forward? Mm. Uh, thanks again, guys. You guys are the best. And uh, my kids had a uh, quick message for you since I got them in the car here as I'm calling in. Okay. So, uh, here they go. Coming on
3: down, Yeah, let's
6: ever go. Ever
3: <laughs> That's what's up right there. See, now, this is what I like. That was, what was it, Ken from South Dakota? Was that his yeah. name? Yep. Ken from South Dakota. Thank you for uh, you sending that message with your kids because I tell you what, that's what it's all about being a Raiders fan. You know, you you embrace the tradition and you pass it down to your family. It's cool to see a bunch of little ones in there yelling, saying, go Raiders. I got my, my, my son, he's, he's two and a half. He's had a little bit of a speech delay, but he's starting to talk a lot more now that we got him into preschool. And I got him trained uh, to where now, you know, we're watching games and I'll say, you know, say, go Raiders. And go car. So now every time I say go Raiders, he doesn't really say it right. He says like Ray or, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really have the D. Uh, but then he always, he always finishes up with go car. So he, he's got it down. He's got, he, he, I'm showing him the ropes. He's He's got it figured out.
4: Yeah. I mean, I had, I think Layla's fourth word was Raiders. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, same with Caden. I think Caden, Caden said Raider before he said dad. But, you know, it's. <laughs> That's, yeah, you that's got Layla's corner over there. I mean, you're, yeah, she's dude. not only
3: getting brewed up as a Raiders fan; she's getting up as a as a content producer at this point. Man, that's good. Seriously. stuff. <laughs> hey, young
4: content creators <laughs> unite! But no, seriously, that's 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 what it's about, man. It's it's about raising them right. I mean, we all got into this. We all got into this fandom one way or another, and you know, obviously, you know my story on on how I did. But you know, we 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 were we either became Raider fans because. We had to, we had to, (laughs) our parents are Raiders fans or somebody in our family that was important to us was a Raider fan or somebody in our family that was important to us, wasn't a Raider fan and we wanted to piss them off.
5: Yeah.
4: And so to see this next generation of Raider fans coming up and to, to hear the excitement in their voices that that we had and that we still have, oh, there's nothing better than it. Sorry. I went off on my tangent. Uh, He's got a question for us. Let's get to that.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, What was it? Uh, What role Trevor Davis is going to have for us in the offense? Yeah, Um, yeah. I think it's going to just be on the hinges of J.J. Nelson, whether he's going to be healthy or not. I I mean, maybe they kind of both get involved a little bit, but I feel like they both play similar roles in the offense. J.J. Nelson kind of picks up a little bit more of a deep threat, I think, than Trevor Davis. He's pretty good. He's he's pretty good. But um, if J.J. Nelson's a no-go, I think we see a lot of Trevor Davis. If J.J. Nelson goes out there, I think Trevor Davis kind of takes more of a get involved in special teams and then come in on offense, you know, kind of like what Dwayne Harris does, but maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I
4: agree. I agree. I think that that Trevor Davis is definitely creating a a spot for himself on this roster. And with Dwayne Harris being injured, it's just further cementing that. And like John Gruden said, they're trying to figure out who their Z is going to be. So they're trying everybody at that position. Uh, J.J. Nelson is a little bit more um, of a vertical threat. Uh, Trevor Davis is more of a bag of tricks, and which is a great thing because obviously, look what he did today. Uh, so I think that as the season progresses, we're going to see you know a lot of J.J. Nelson and a lot of Trevor Davis, and you know we'll we'll figure it out probably by uh, by week eight.
2: Yeah,
3: hopefully. <laughs> well, we got I a lot mean, of things figured out by week eight. Yeah, man. I mean, really, it's it's a rough start. We're four games in. We got a lot of things to figure out. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. Let's uh, let's take this next caller.
5: What up, Cody and Kenny King? Huge game for the nation tonight. Also, this is S Black nineteen eighty four from Send It
3: Podcast. Yeah, Send It Podcast. Um, yeah, the Derek
5: spread the ball around. All Those car haters can eat it
3: yeah um you know what they can eat Just too. a great yeah. game
5: overall this is what happens when you get jacobs involved we get a nice w it was a little close for comfort but just a win that we needed and just a side note if we did have that prima donna ab and the ball was spread around the way it was and he didn't get a chunk of it that would have been a huge issue so i'm glad we don't have him
3: Peace. there we go it's a good point it's a good point and at this point i really don't even care uh yeah, maybe. Ugh, don't even bring them up. But uh, send a podcast. Good plug. Uh, it's a Raiders Packers podcast. I think mostly Raiders because, you know, I don't know. Seems like the the Raiders content runs a little bit deeper than Packers. But Kenny King, let's uh, let's take this next phone call.
7: Hey, yo, Raider Cody. Kenny King, what's up again? Sorry, man. I, I just got done watching the game.
3: <laughs> it's all good. I had
7: recorded it, but, oh, man, really excited. I know I called earlier, but I just wanted to mention – the way we got that pick six at the end of the game really felt like kind of reminded me of the way the defense would come through for us in 2016. Yeah, you know, the defense wasn't like all that great all the time, but when they needed to, they came through a clutch plays. So that was really cool. You know what I mean? So I thought that was awesome. Anywho.
5: Wanted
3: to mention that. <laughs> all right, peace out. Yeah. you know how I know he wasn't lying. Whatever he said, I just got done watching the game
4: because he was all out of breath. Because he was all debt. out of breath. Because <laughs> that's how we all were.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, that, that was a that was a real post game reaction call right there. He was all worked up. Um, I think we have one last phone caller. We're finally to the end, Kenny King. Let's take this last phone call.
4: All right. Cody. This is John from Santa Clarita. Big fan of your show. I've
0: been a long-time listener. However, this is the first time I've called in. Yeah. Uh, Always uh, follow the Raiders and anything that affects them. I'm always uh, interested in discussing. Uh, However, tonight, uh, the reason I called in is I wanted to give you some uh, quick stats uh, comparing Antonio Brown's first four games of 2018 to Darren Waller's. First four games of 2019. Oh, that's ought to be good. But Antonio Brown through the first four games, of 2018, had 29 catches with 272 yards and three TDs. Darren Waller has 33 catches,
3: four more, 320 yards, Ooh, about 30 and 30 no more, no TDs through the first four okay.
2: games
0: of 2019. So that gives Darren Waller, he's plus four on catches and plus 48 in yards.
2: Oh, 48 the
0: first four games. If you're comparing. Okay. Until Brown last year, twenty eighteen to Darren Waller this year. And all I've heard all week is how the Raiders don't have a second option to throw Mm -hmm. two and the passing game has all kinds of trouble. However, I say Darren Waller is the number one passing option and Terrell Williams is the number two option.
2: Oh.
0: I think Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs can be good third and fourth options. And that gives Derek Carr four options to pass the ball and I believe Waller and Jacobs can be pro bowlers and my question is I wanted to ask you and Kenny King Jr. if you guys think those four can be viable options for the 2019 Raiders
4: passing attack and again love your show this is John
3: from Santa Clarita john from santa clarita good call man and uh john
4: almost ended up on my list because i didn't know that I, he I was th- gonna <laughs> say my name at the end but he totally <laughs> redeemed himself so he's yeah.
3: <laughs> i was i was thinking the same thing i'm like man I was like, i'm was i gonna have to tell john man i know it's your first time calling but you better address a king whenever you call into the show but uh yeah man um i, I i've kind of been hit on this a little bit the last maybe like i don't know maybe not even a week Uh, cause the, the Darren Waller thing kind of stood out to me too, uh, while we're struggling to find a true wide receiver too, Darren Waller is that guy, um, with the personnel that we have out there, even Foster Moreau. Now Foster Moreau can kind of be that true tight end that lines up on the line and we can start spreading Darren Waller out there. Like he's a wide receiver. Um, not quite, um, you still got to disguise him in there to be able to get the mismatches. Um, but working Josh Jacobs in, I'd love to see Josh Jacobs play a little bit more out of the slot. As much as it's going to happen, I don't know. I think we like to keep a guy home just in case because the pass rush. That's just kind of how we are. We're just like kind of a max protect offense. But um, it, exactly where you're going, John, is exactly how I feel. Kenny King, King, what do you think, man?
4: Yeah, I think Waller. I mean, Waller's going to be a star in this league. It, it's evident four games in. This kid has what it takes to be a star. And, you know, I think that he has everybody in – the, everybody in the Raiders organization, everybody outside of the Ra- Raiders organization, every NFL fan base has to be rooting for this guy, be, given the circumstances that he had, everything that he went through, and the, everything he's come back from. Um, you know, I said early on, You know, obviously it's four games in, but I said early on in the season that Darren Waller is going to be the 20, 2019 Comeback Player of the Year. I think that he is going to be a phenomenal player, and he definitely is. Uh, Derek Carr's favorite option right now. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: One of the hardest things about it is that it is a tight end. And he's really good at blocking. And I think that Gruden knows that and he wants to keep him home a little bit. But I think at some point, you know, we do have Foster Moreau. We do have Derek Carrier. We have Jalen Michard, who's a great blocking running back. I think that we definitely do need to, to get Waller out there and involved in the passing game even more than he already is.
3: Agreed. That was a that was a big list of phone calls, but it was, I think, all pretty quality phone calls. Some good stuff, Kenny King. Um, do you have any last thoughts on the game that we just played today, man?
4: You know, there were some great things in this game. There were some things that we can work on. Um, one of the things that, you know, people want to harp on that, you know, we look at stats. Uh, Derek Carr's numbers, uh, passing, passing yards-wise, they weren't the biggest, but you know what? It was a complete game. We had Man. two touchdowns. We had 100, 189 yards, and that's what matters. We won the game. It was a complete. It was a complete and a full attack. Uh, you know, we had a couple couple yards to the air. We had a couple yards on the ground. We had a, we, we had a touchdown on on defense. And so that's what we want. We want to score in almost every facet of the game. If we can if we can score on every facet of the game, we're going to win every single game. If we can win, if we can score on defense, offense, and special teams. You will win every single game. But if you can score on defense, chances are you're going to win that game. If you can win the turnover battle, chances are you're going to win that game. So, you know, people want to harp on his numbers and the car haters are out there and, you know, they want to, they want to look for something to, to hang their hats on. Well, guess what? Enjoy this win. Yes, it was a banged-up Colts team. Yes, T.Y. Hilton wasn't playing. Yes, they had three def- defensive starters out. But you know what? We went out there. We played Raiders football. And we won this game. Yeah. be happy with
3: it. The team won, man. The team won. We're two and two, and everyone's saying now the 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 true test is coming up. I think I feel like we've said that like three times already this season. But they're Absolutely. saying the, the the true test is coming up next. Uh, we're going to London, where we've kind of had like a bad rep playing the Chicago Bears, who has a player on a revenge game, but not just that, a ferocious defense. Um, and I mean, it's just you know kind of in the middle of our big long road trip here, so things are just going to get a little bit tougher on us, Kenny King. Uh, let's wrap this show up the only way we know how let's, let's drop you into real talk, brother. And let, and let's, uh, I want to, I want to get a message to the Chicago bears.
4: Yo, look, we're going in this week and we're facing the bears. Good defense. Not that great offense. But we have a player that's playing on a revenge game. You've got Khalil Mack that's coming in. And he wants to show these Raiders what's up. He wants to show John Gruden who he got rid of. It's just like when you got that ex that thinks that she's the best one. And she probably is. And she's going to show you what you're missing. Well, that guess what? That's what we're getting in this game. But guess what? We have a guy that's his best friend right across the right across the right across the ball from him. And he's going to be wanting to show him. Hey, man, you could have taken a couple less dollars. You could have stayed with us. You could have been a Raider, and you could be building this. And he's going to be throwing that ball, slinging that thing across the pond. He's going to be giving it to his boy, Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs, number pick, pick number 24, Khalil Mack's pick, is going to be running all over that Bears defense and showing them. That they are not the best defense in the league. And that the Raiders are forced to be reckoned with. And that John Gruden is a good coach. And Derek Carr is a good quarterback. And guess what? We're about to get this win. We're about to go across the pond. And we're about to fly back from Foggy London Town with fish and chips, feeling good, hanging out them bearskin rugs and saying the Bears didn't win.
3: And there it is, wrapping up the show. Victory Week, Raider Nation. That's what this is. Uh, get back. Going to work now. Monday morning. Feeling good about this week's victory, although it was a banged up Indianapolis Colts defense. Still a well coached team. Still was in Lucas Oil Stadium. Was still a big win on the road. Definitely something that we needed before heading to London. That's uh, that's for dang sure. Two and two heading to London. Statement game. Statement game next week. Uh, this thing. I mean, it seems like our season's been flipped over once already. We're on the we're on the we're on the downward spiral. We leveled out. We're two and two. This is where we have a chance to flip our season back over. Really raise some questions. Get things going again. Um, for those of you that are listening to my post game shows, make sure you do not miss my midweek show that's coming up soon. Also, I usually drop it Wednesday or Thursday night. I'll probably be having Cole Wright from the NFL Network joining me this week to break some stuff down. Um, but that's usually Thursday night. I drop that. So look for it Friday and Saturdays uh, before the game. Midweek shows are just as important as the post game shows. Um, and there's still going to be some more content that I got a little, it's a little, it's behind, uh, it's behind the curtain right now. Uh, myself and blue wire working through some more content for you guys. So stay tuned for more information on that. Um, but if you've made it this far, do me a favor, leave a rating and a review under Apple podcasts. That's what helps our podcast be found and be recognized by other Raiders fans that are looking for podcasts out there. Uh, So drop that if you've made it this far. Hopefully now you can drop that five-star rating. Leave a good review of what you think about our podcast. That's your way of giving back to us and the hard work that we put into this thing. So Raider Nation, like I said, sweet, sweet victory. Enjoy Victory Monday. Go to work. Torment all your coworkers that aren't Raiders fans. Celebrate with all the ones that are Raiders fans. And we will see you sometime in the middle of the week getting ready for our trip to London. So Raider Nation... See you guys.